just unceremoniously grabbed Matt Pierce and dragged him right over into the live stream for the Cure channel. Matt, are you there? Whoops, I had my mic off. Yes, I am here. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Ladies How's it going? Welcome. And you know what? I've been doing so terrible about this. I'm so sorry. I'm supposed to have... I have logos and I have like everything for everybody. Right on here. There we go. The crossover podcast. Brantley, I got your pick in there. Deadpool, thank you very, very much. Matt, how the hell are you? I'm not doing too bad. I wanted to ask you guys a question, just harping off that Grease thing. What do you think, which movie do you guys think sends a worse message to females? Is it Beauty and the Beast or Grease? <laughs> Grease. <laughs> Grease? Uh, I don't know, because it's tough, because like Grease to me sends the message of, you know, if a guy doesn't like you, well, then just go ahead and change everything about yourself exactly, until he likes yeah. you. And then Beauty and the Beast is, hey, it's just a classic, like, this guy is so abusive, but God damn it, if I love him enough, maybe he'll change. And either one, I, uh, I, I It's just, arguable. I think Beauty yeah. and the Beast is more like, look at the person deeper inside rather than what's on the exterior. That's a good lesson yeah. for kids. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, you, there's definitely lessons to be taught there, Beauty and the Beast for me, but... Uh, I think the best yeah. thing about, the best lesson that Beauty and the Beast teaches us is that all of our household appliances are really kitschy characters that can be brought to life with magic. <laughs> That's true. Also, and, don't remake it ever. Yeah, especially in live action format. I actually never saw the live action one. Yeah, don't. You're lucky. You're lucky. Yeah, didn't see that Nick, part. Nick, you didn't even see it, did you? Yeah, I did. You didn't ever watch Oh, you did watch it eventually? Yeah, I okay. did. I watched it on Redbox. It was, uh, I ag agreed with you and Moisos completely. It was very, eh. It was very the songs. The songs were well done. I thought the but. songs were fine, but the whole time you were watching it, you're like, "Why did they do this? <laughs> Why am I watching yeah. this?" Exactly. Is, there's no point to remaking a perfect movie. Like uh, the what was the last one that came out was freaking uh, Death Wish with Bruce Willis. Why did they remake it? We got Death Wish right the first oh, time. Lord Don't even get me started. You get me. You're, you're talking about the Bronson podcast right here. Bronson's my favorite of all time. So yeah. you're, you're totally right. I was. It's the only film of the past five Anybody years that I purposely boycotted and never went to go see. And I give everything a shot. So no, Eli Roth. No, Bruce Willis especially. No, no Eli thanks. Roth directed that. So was it a torture porn movie? Yes, at certain points. Yeah, the sauce was is it? the only one of the epic film guys that actually watched it. I yeah. refused. I did not. Yeah, watch oh, yeah. I just, I honestly, and like I, I consider myself a guy who is relatively informed on the internet with the movies. I had no idea that there was a Death Wish remake coming until I saw a trailer for it, and I was just like, I, like maybe I saw it and I just mentally blocked it out because, again, I have no idea why you make remake movies we got right the first time it well they, they, they had been going through no many iterations of the different directors and different people involved and it, the, the original idea they had i liked a lot they were actually going to set it in the 70s and, and make it like a really gritty noir type film but then joe carnahan left and then they got an eli roth and well we all saw what happened after that you, you don't get a hack to you know direct a remake of a classic so it is what it is Ooh, shots fired with the hack comment like it yeah, he's, <laughs> nice. made, he's made he's made one pretty good film and one really entertaining film but other than that i mean he knows his shit he knows his yeah. film but for some reason he can't translate the film that that to his own films yeah right, so 
Would you be able to slide my co-host into this, Kevin, at the crossover as well? I think is he over there in the Discord? I'm sorry, I didn't even... I, was I so think busy he is, yeah. Show. No, that's all right, man. Oh, there he thing. is. Yeah, get him in here. All right. That's him, right? I was going to say I grabbed the right one, right? <laughs> I hope so. Kevin, are you there? No, maybe not. Oh. Hello. Yeah, there he is. Sorry, right. having some last-minute uh, technical difficulties. How's everyone doing? Good, 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 good. Now, we're not here to talk about Beauty and the Beast or whatever other thing anybody wants we to talk are? about. We're not here to talk about Eli Roth. No, I'm sorry. Or, or Eli Roth. We're here to talk about Krypton. Now, I will say, I only got the chance to watch the pilot for this. I know there's several episodes further into it uh, at this point, but uh, I only got the chance to watch the pilot. But uh, Matt, Kev, how far into the series are you guys? Are you guys fully caught up? I Yeah, I got caught up about an hour before you guys, I was scheduled to come on. Oh, so nice. I'm, I'm fully caught up. And I think the season finale is Wednesday next week, Wednesday or Tuesday next week. I'm not exactly oh, really? sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure when it comes out because I just watch it on one of them boxes. So, yeah, I am currently seven episodes in uh, due to a scheduling error on my part. I thought that our live stream was tomorrow at this time. So <laughs> I'm a little caught with my pants down here, but uh, I have a bit of an idea of what's happened in the last uh, couple episodes. All right. Well, Justin Lois did either one of you watch any of Krypton? Again, I didn't really know what segments I was going to be on and what segments I was not going to be on. I, so not. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I did not get a chance to watch no, it. Fine. My brother, once again, back to trolling Bill over mm. in the chat. A dollar and seven cents donated. Nice. Well, let me ask you this. Do you, do you watch any of the CW, DC shows, and or the Marvel Netflix? Um... I've watched Flash, and I'm a fan of Supergirl. That's because you should be a fan of Melissa Benoist because she is a goddess. That's true. Yeah, actually, looks like Supergirl in the show. It's it's quite remarkable. Like that's how I expect Supergirl to actually look. I've been very happy with all the casting on that show. Actually, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm pretty honest when I, I say I mean, that I don't watch much television at all. Um, I've watched, I think, a the first few episodes of the flash i watched the first few episodes of supergirl but other than that like i don't really watch um any of the dc shows i've watched none of the marvel shows except for the netflix shows i've watched through daredevil um that's pretty much it so i i'd say like krypton for me if, if you take if i count all of the the marvel netflix and the dc shows and i guess i'll say spoiler alert because i may just spoil most of this for everybody we'll see how this goes <laughs> but uh, uh to me i think it falls somewhere in the bottom five ish i would say like it's it's mm. to me it's it's not a great show it's definitely on the right network uh it's on the sci-fi network in the states and up here in kenyatta it's on the space channel which yep. is our what we call our sci-fi ripoff um there's a lot of what what i would say is like it, it's it's so star trekky but definitely a little bit of uh star wars kind i wanted of to say very i'll jump sci-fi. right on that actually because i watched the pilot like i said and legitimately your introduction to uh the main character whose name is is it segel Yes. Seg L. 
Cameron Cuff's character. So your introduction to him is legitimately like, I felt like I was watching Star Trek 09 being introduced Mm -hmm. to James T. Kirk. Yeah, absolutely. Now that you say that out loud, yeah, very, that you probably could have put those two side by side and then it was like, blew me away. Like, cause he's in a bar, he's being cocky. He's being smarmy. He's spouting off one liners and they're decking him and he's getting back up and he says something else. Like, that's exactly what it made me think of. I was like, this is really Star Trek-y. Yeah, I and think that's kind of the origin story prequel thing, right? It's like, take somebody whose character we know to be strong and very noble, and then put either their past self or their ancestor in, like, a really scummy situation. <laughs> like, this guy's a dirtbag. You wouldn't expect that from Superman's grandpa, would you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that was, that's a really, really good call. You see... I want you guys to talk more about the show because like I said, unfortunately I only watched the teaser, but or not the teaser, but the, the, but the premiere and after the premiere, like, were you guys sold on the show? Were you guys like, okay, I'll ride with this. I'll see where it's going to go. Or were you like, eh, I don't really care for it, but I'll keep watching anyway. Myself personally, I think that if, if you, if you just asked me to watch the, the pilot, I, I don't know. I, I probably would have said no based on the on the uh, like actually, I don't know. It's tough to say because I think that tease you get of Brainiac right at the end because I'm such a Tabora wrestling term. I'm such a Brainiac mark that I yeah. probably would have stuck around just to be like, oh, I want to see where they go with this because I love Brainiac. But if you keep watching the show, I don't get quite enough Brainiac to keep me around. And then... Mm the rest of it is kind of like, well, we're talking about these characters we've never heard of and getting into, Hey, this is, you know, like, Hey, these are characters that exist like 50 years before the characters that, you know, and are much more interesting are doing stuff. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. My my opinions around the same, Matt, uh, like, you know, it's, it's not a great intro, but I'm such a huge Brainiac fan that I just, I'm desperate for it. I'm hungry for it. And, not getting as much as I would have liked, unfortunately. Yeah, like, like to me as a hardcore Brainiac fan, I'm I'm watching this and these people are doing stuff where they're like trying to overthrow governments and and it's it's very like the hierarchy they have in, in the city of Candor on this. I would say is it's it's very. This is where the Star Wars thing comes in to me because it's it's very like when you watch Star Wars, there's the Empire and then you know, the empire ha- has their, you know, their hierarchy. And then for some reason they listen to the magic guy, like the Sith Lords, the magic guys with the laser right, swords, right? right. They, they answer to them for some reason. They do this thing in Krypton where they've got their, their soldiers and their, you know, rich political types. But then there's uh, like the voice of Rao who like Rao is the God on, on Krypton yeah. from the comic books and whatnot that we all know. And then there's a guy who basically wears this weird mask and he's kind of their Rao Pope that they all have to listen to, even though it's like, why are we listening to this guy? They haven't quite established that. So you just kind of take it with a grain of salt. But uh, yeah, it's, I don't know like that, like that's not really doing it for me. And at a certain point, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but I just find myself actively rooting for Brainiac and just I'm like, I'm like just show up and like kill all yeah. these people. Who cares, right? I think it happens in like episode three or four where Adam Strange is like, no, here's the thing though, is Brainiac totally takes this whole city of Candor and puts it in a bottle and your whole planet blows up. And I'm like, man, can we watch that show? Yeah. yeah. So like, I thought there were some, at least some interesting elements that were introduced in the, in, in the in the premiere like i liked that they were kind of like in this like the the city surrounded like by like what like an energy barrier or whatever and then like 
there's this ruined like the ruined krypton like out beyond it it almost made me think of like if you think of like judge dread with like you got the mega cities and you've just got the wastes outside of it like it kind of almost gave me that kind of a vibe but like i i really really strongly disliked the adam strange character really 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 did not like him oh he doesn't get better either let me tell you oh oh, he is bad here with your uh 20th century uh earth pop culture references well you know what the the, the good thing would have been too is like he comes into the show he gives segal the the key the crystal thing and then he disappears Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh okay that was it he's just gone and then he just randomly shows up again and i'm like wait why is this guy back what the hell else is this guy going to add to the fucking story? <laughs> yeah, that you know what? I agree. Yeah, it felt like he was just going to show up and be like, here's the MacGuffin you need to save the, the future that will exist. And then, no, he, he hangs around. and it, He breaks every rule of time travel, which is yeah. don't address them directly and then just hang out for an extra eight episodes just so you can possibly continue to fuck shit up. Jeez. Yeah. Was yeah. Oh, oh, there's, there's no attention paid to, to like actual like time travel rules i guess that are established in just written medium right which I get from uh which i get from zod's perspective because who gives a shit but. yeah because here's the thing about six episodes in spoiler alert again yeah. uh colin salmon who colin salmon who was in the first season of arrow uh he played uh the walter character that was like sleeping with the mom and whatnot and was doing all these weird suspicious stuff he shows up as the leader of some sort of evil thing they've got going called like black zero like some some underground cult and it turns out he's just general zod who's also back from the future and we don't know yeah i know and it's one of yeah i know it's it's not a great reveal and And Adam Strange, again, to add to his his Rolodex of terrible s- stuff that he says, he basically, he refers to Zod as Superman's greatest enemy, and hey, Lex Luthor is knocking on your door there, bud. But, uh, like, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense other than basically a big, like, twist ending to one episode. Actually, to throw it back to what you were saying earlier about, uh, you know, James T. Kirk in the, you know, 2010 Star Trek, um, that was their uh, Star Trek in the Darkness moment. It was like, uh, oh, I've heard of Khan. Yeah, don't trust that dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, so, so basically what you're telling me is this show does what Gotham does, and it just, well, at least in the earlier, like the early season, mm-hmm. I, I have not watched Gotham since, but it just continually continues to just shovel, like, Superman characters and Superman lore and all this stuff at you instead of just letting this story just be what it is. Yeah, I I, I, Damn it. Com- I, mean, I completely I, agree with that. Yeah, I think we've oh. said all of them at this point, basically, like all the references that we really get in those first eight episodes. But um, I mean, there, there are a couple things that I kind of enjoyed. And the reason I was kind of brought on at the end of the first episode being the Brainiac fan that I am, because I kind of like the 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 plot line they sometimes do of you know brainiac was the ultimate destructor of krypton and you know now earth is just the next step on the trip um i'm I'm, have a weak spot for that sort of story uh so i mean that was okay with me but i mean the rest is like why is zod there come on (laughs) yeah yeah like that seems really out of left field to me like i was if they would if they would have ditched strange like like say he comes back in the pilot and it's like why are you still here and then 
I liked, like, it made perfect sense that their the Zod family is still there, obviously, because yeah. they're going to have, and of course they're part of the military, which all made sense to me, and I was fine with that. But, oh, wow. So, <laughs> which, so basically now it's going to become kind of a guessing game as to which Superman character is going to show up from the future next time. Probably. Yeah. It seems well, I'm way. waiting for another elder to show up. Otherwise, Supergirl's family goes completely unexplained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And they, I did, I, I did kind of, I, I was into the idea of Seg L being in love with this Lyta Zod. Uh, yeah. Bride. I liked that from the. Because I was the, like, the that's, pilot. yeah, because that's like a fun little, uh, uh, you know, Shakespearean kind of tragedy thing where you, you, like, if you're a big Superman fanboy like myself, you think to yourself, an L and a Zod together? Ah, right? <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like, that should not be something that happens. But I was like, okay, I, I, I dig it for the most part. And it's just, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm really into your, um, comparison to the first season of Gotham where it's just like, because Gotham is incredibly similar too, in the sense that it's like we're telling this weird prequel, where again it's the characters, however many years before they're actually interesting, right? Yeah. And let's just keep on these name, like these references and stuff, even though they don't necessarily make sense. Let's just hope they stick with the fanboys, right? To the point where I can't remember if it was like episode six or seven, but there's this really this is cool moment. I mean, it makes no sense on paper. No, it does not. <laughs> but it's cool for like, it's a cool way to end an episode. And the cool way to end an episode is um, the Black Zero group that was like run by General Zod. They're trying to find this weapon because, you know, it's it's the you know classic story of, you know, there's a weapon that we can use to defeat, defeat Brainiac. We just have to go get it. And hidden then, for centuries. Yeah, it's been hidden for centuries. And whatever's behind that door will get power to defeat Brainiac. And they once we have it's it, just a legend. <laughs> yeah. And then when they open it up, like they finally get there and they're like, here's the door and they open it up. And then the doors like slide open. And in this like containment tube of some sort is fucking doomsday. Yeah. And it's she like, herself. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, Oh, Hey, doomsday actually looks cool. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense that he's here, but sure. <laughs> proceed. Right. Like, it's just, like Why? Yeah, it's oh, that's so heartbreaking because because I was like really Adam Strange aside, I think that the pilot does enough things right. It's pretty visually interesting. The costuming could probably use some work, but I get it's a sci-fi show. They don't have yeah. that big of a budget, so I was fine with that. I didn't think the performances were too terrible. I thought they were fine for this type of show for what they were going for. And everyone like speaks, said, uh, you know, space British, <laughs> right? So aside from Adam Strange being in there, I was really, really kind of sold on it. But uh, see, and that was what I was kind of worried about. Like, I was like, please, I hate it when they make these shows. And that's why I refuse to watch Gotham, because I hate it when they make these shows where they just can't stop reminding you of the thing that it's a prequel for. It can't just let it be its own story. It has to right, constantly right. be like, oh, hey, by the way, Superman. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I really don't know where you go for a next season on this sort of thing, but, like, as far as, like, production values and stuff like this, like, after the first episode, which is enough to sort of keep you on, the next few are very just samey, and I don't know if it's an issue with the production, because, like, the whole thing looks like it's set on, like, three different sets, shot from different angles, like, in Zack Snyder's basement. Um, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like everything's wet and black, and everyone's wearing black clothes or gray clothes. 
Um, you know, everyone's name is a syllable and they tell you so many at the same time that they all kind of run together, like to the point where you could tell me, oh, Darren, which one is he? And I would have to think about it for a minute. Uh... Yeah, that's a good point because I don't remember their like half of their names. Like there's the Vex character that like the, the the female vex character that i don't even remember her name i just i was know about she... to say i know her name because she's the most visually because of the white hair <laughs> yeah that's true but i just she looks like discount bridget nielsen from like 1987 so that's just oh, like what i call is that like the girl that um is like uh supposed to like be uni like become his wife or whatever yeah she pilot? she okay. sticks around she's she, she here yeah, the Bridget, yeah, like Bridget Nielsen looking yeah. broad. Man. Oh, like, definitely Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, definitely. yeah, absolutely. I mean, not as tall, but I mean, still there. And then there's like the one black dude who has like the most dead eyes I've ever seen in my entire life. And at yeah, one point, yeah. at one point, Brainiac takes him over, and I'm like, well, that's just a natural transition for this guy who has just dead eyes. It's so yeah. creepy. Oh no, but what is his personality? <laughs> yeah, it was just oh god, it was so creepy. So yeah, half the time I just I'm like, I don't even know. I know that guy's Segel, and I know that's Adam Strange, and I'm just like, proceed. I don't like I'm not memorizing names, right? Like <laughs> just not doing it. Uh, like I couldn't tell you Barristan Selmy's name off the top of my head. Yeah, that was it too. Yeah, the guy from who was in the the pilot who, yeah, he played Barristan. Ian, his, Ian his Ma- grandfather. Yeah, Ian McElhenney, who was his grandfather, who gets thrown into. I don't know what was that supposed to be like a, some sort of phantom zone, but like a phantom zone that kills you. I guess I don't know what that oh, was. He was, he was thrown beyond the wall. <laughs> Is that what? Yeah, it was? I guess it just like he was just thrown into a big pit. Like he was. I, I like they don't really. Uh, interrupted tail says, uh, the show has Vex. Now I'm not going back to Destiny 2. Thank you for the $6 donation. Bill also donated a few dollars there to even out the chat amount again. Nah. But yeah, he like, I they don't really do a good job of explaining it in the pilot, but it's like, for whatever reason, and I guess it's, you could probably chalk it up to because they're chewing through the planet's natural resources leading to its inevitable destruction. But like, it looks like most of Krypton is like a wasteland that's uninhabitable. And they kind of just throw yeah. them out of a like into a pit in it or something. Well, they basically, yeah, I guess they basically got two set pieces in this show, and one set piece is this like it's like here, here's our set pieces for this for Candor, where it's like we've got a bar and we've got a room where we go to to have kind of space meetings, and sometimes people bring bombs into that room. I and use that the, basement. <laughs> yeah, and then the the other set piece is we're outside in the snow where it's constantly a blizzard where it's not constantly where it's never not a blizzard and we're just trying to somewhat survive whenever we get thrown in the blizzard but yeah it's 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 always a variation on those right because even like the fortress of solitude is like the same candor shot with a few extra glowy props yeah (laughs) it's like the it's like the back room like just the the garage behind the other set, <laughs> because everything is so like dimly colored and vague, and like any location could be the same as any other location, and everyone basically has the same two names. Like I felt like I dreamed of those episodes two through five. I just kind of stared blankly at the TV for a moment when they were like, "This was your grandfather's fortress of solitude," and I was just kind of like, "Yeah, that was corny." Yeah. <laughs> Completely agree. That, I mean, that fine, wasn't great. Like the crystal, whatever. But he couldn't have just been like a lab. Yeah, they they definitely wanted to name like it was one of because the, they did that in Gotham too, where they just name drop everything, right? But 
Yeah, and it's of the statues Man. of like his parents or whatever. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, that was like I was like, are they gonna like make uh Segel like Batman now? Because his parents get killed in the, in the premiere. I was like, is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh, he's he's out for revenge. We yeah, figured out a way so... to make this Superman prequel compelling. We're gonna turn his <laughs> grandfather into Batman. Yeah. <laughs> he's just haunting the streets of Krypton in a black outfit. <laughs> he's already got the dark attire right, so I mean yeah. I think Kryptonians it would sort of superstitious and cowardly not. Uh oh. Ladies and gentlemen. The Hobster, the Hobster is in the chat. So, oh hi. Uh, before this uh, show, like when we got like the first sort of teasers for it, like a year or so, uh, Matt and I had a podcast in which we discussed like the Superman prequel we would like to see, Alad Gotham. Um, at that time, I was pitching for like a Lois Lane mystery series, which I would have loved so much more. <laughs> I'd I'd buy that. I'd buy that. <laughs> like you do it, you do it halfway between Gotham and Agent. And you have, like, minor characters, like, I mean, you can even have characters as big as, like, Lex Luthor, but you can have them as minor as, like, you know, random news report from Central City, who is rivals with Lois and so on, like, have another, have have that be a show, like, set the stage for Superman. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily care what happened to his grandpa years ago. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, basically... We're running up. We're running up on the end of the segment here, guys. So, mm-hmm. uh, just are we are we passing on Gotham or not Gotham? Yeah, fuck. Now I got Gotham on the brain. Are we passing yeah. on? <laughs> I'm, well, I'm passing on Gotham. Uh, I think I think I'm I'm pa- passing. Like, if I were to rate this show, I'm I'm sitting at like. But I would say I'm I'm more optimistic that this show could get better. I don't know. To me, it just seems like they've got a real show if it wasn't attached to Superman for, but I don't know. I wouldn't have turned it on if it wasn't for Superman. Six six out of ten for me. Maybe a five out of ten. That that might be a generous mm, six. I, I would be. give it like a five asterisk out of ten, which is the same in that, but I could uh, I could see how they're sort of setting up for a pretty um, epic uh, season finale here if we do get the Doomsday uh, uh, Brainiac showdown. Like I could see where that would be interesting. My beef I is, think, I think that it would be better in a second season, but I don't know what they would do for a second season. Yeah. My beef is they they would never have the budget to do like, hey, like Doomsday is just gonna fist fight Brainiac on the Sci Fi Channel. I'm like, oh, no. no. Well, what I'm picturing is uh, you know, Arrested Development season four, Tobias in his thing costume. Yeah, <laughs> like that in season four. That's a good reference considering season five is is coming. It'll be out. like the uh, it'll be like the 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 Smallville Doomsday, where legitimately their budget was so low they couldn't even like show him for more than a quarter of a second in the most darkly lit room possible because the costume yeah. was so bad. They were still the C- they were still the WB at that point, weren't they? They weren't even the CW. I, don't think. I oh, think that yeah. was after oh, the, no. the CW because after the after it became the CW, that's when Smallville's budget just got obliterated. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. All ah. right, well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure having you on the live stream for the Cure. Tell our audience that's watching out there about your show and tell them where you, they can find you. 
Well, our show is the Crossover Podcast, where you can find at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. And we tend to discuss all of nerd-related topics, much like Krypton, which we just discussed for the last half hour. But also, I tend to talk about a lot of sports, because I got a lot of sports stuff. In fact, on my other screen right now, I'm currently watching the Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets head into the second period, down 2-1. So I, I tend to have a lot of opinions about sports and comics and movies and pop culture so we we tend to hit a little bit of it all we're gonna be doing bachelor recaps soon because the bachelorette starts in in a week or two <laughs> so there's that <laughs> there's also the non-sports yeah. non-nerd stuff yeah. bachelor yeah. and yeah. by the bell and uh <laughs> say by the bell oh my Shut god Get Get out out by here. the bell hey you that's one of the best shows ever made no contest. I'd love to hear you guys talk about Saber. Our, our hundred, our hundredth episode, we did a an absolute uh, breakdown, like a, retrospective. Yeah, a complete breakdown of the. Of did the it show. include anything to do with the buddy bands? Please tell me. Oh, it. the buddy bands came up constantly because oh, that yeah. episode was insane. I was fascinated with the fact that in that episode, the teacher would give money to Zach, and like the the economics teacher or whatever the hell it was, gave money to Zach. Yeah. to fund the buddy bands and i'm like well in high school i'm just imagining what would have happened if the teachers gave money to high schooler students when i was in high school probably would have spent it on weed would be would be my guess but i don't know stuff shit like that about about saved by the bell still fascinates me to this day lord well we'll have to cut the save by the bell discussion for another time gentlemen Next year Thank on the live stream. live stream, live stream 3.0, bring it back, bring it back. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Thank you very much. I really, really appreciate you coming on and yeah, heartbreaking no that Krypton only gets worse from here. Yeah. So I think I will probably yeah. skip out on watching any more of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Not recommended to be here. Thanks so much yeah. for having us and uh, good luck with the rest of the stream. Yeah. Thank good luck. The rest of the way. Guys. Take care. Thanks guys. Thanks for coming and on gentlemen.